Drive Time on RTE Radio 1, sponsored by Zurich. When investment performance matters, make sure your savings are with Zurich. Visit zurich.ie to find out more. Tweet at Drive Time RTE. Now, the Irish Medical Organisation said it is giving a guarded welcome to the publication today of a new report recommending improved working standards for non-consultant hospital doctors, formerly known as junior doctors. Minister for Health Stephen Donnelly published the report of the NCHD task force this afternoon, which contains 44 recommendations aimed at improving the experience of NCHDs and their work-life balance. Dr Rachel McNamara is chair of the IMO NCHD committee and she joins us now. You're very welcome, Rachel, to the programme this evening. Uh, as I say, 44 recommendations. What are the main ones of importance to you and, and the doctors that you represent? Good afternoon, Sarah. So I suppose that we're, we're broadly welcoming this task force report today. And it actually does a very good job at highlighting how challenging the environment is for NCHDs at the moment, uh, particularly in, in light of um, crises across the board in terms of overcrowding and, and bed crisis. Um, but we are under no illusion that this report will be implemented without extremely significant commitment, investment uh, and leadership from the HSE and the department. Um, so we are looking at it uh, um, optimistically, uh, but with caution, as there there have been many reports in the past, and we don't want to see this as something that just sits on the shelf. Uh, we need to see it in action in order to re-establish trust amongst um, NCHDs. So if we can take a look then at some of the things that the, the report is recommending, um, healthy food and rest being available for doctors, that's pretty fundamental, isn't it? Yes. So, I mean, that gives you an, uh, a sense of the kind of low base from which we are starting. Uh, and I suppose not only food and drink and adequate rest facilities, but also in terms of our digital infrastructure within the HSE, we are still putting paper from one place to another in order to book scans, in order to to make referrals. So it just it, it just kind of shows you what, what we're starting from and what our workforce is having to deal with. Uh, and not only that, we have, um, I suppose, a number of contradictions uh, that are of concern um, as this report comes to light, uh, including references to increased uh, multidisciplinary support and advocacy, advocacy liaison staff for NCHDs, which which are just not going to happen in the context of a staff-wide embargo. And and just if I bring you back to that particular recommendation, and we might take a look at a couple of other ones as well, um, what sort of food do doctors have access to if they don't have access to healthy food? I mean, the, by and large, there is no canteen um, structures available after hours, and you know it's it's vending machines, it's it's ordering from from locations uh, off site. But it, I mean, and, and what the, about rest areas? Because again, another thing uh, that you should have private space for rest. Where where do doctors go to rest at the moment if they're on a twenty four hour shift? So it's often people can be situated in res areas. Um, like there are some beds you know, um, dotted around the hospital that are supposed to be designated for staff. Um, But by and large, you're not guaranteed access to rest overnight. And these are like working in horrible conditions at times. So even to be able to like remove yourself from the hospital when you're working a a 24, 72 hour shift, uh, which is commonplace still across the system, is, is absolutely essential in order to be able to deliver any quality of care for, for patients that you're looking after. 
Uh, can you talk me through then what NCHGs are expected to do in relation to rotations and training and, and the, the pressures associated with that? Yes, so at, at present, an NCHD can be expected to move every six months um, during the course of their training. And that means uprooting your family if, if you've had the opportunity to set down roots and actually forge relationships in, in this like really, I suppose, important part of your life. Um, and when you move from site to site, at the moment, you're still identified as being a new employee within the system. You're still subjected to emergency tax. There's still no centralised payroll for NCHGs, which is uh, another item that's um, being discussed in the context of the December 2022 agreement. But it is a, a huge um, it's a huge burden on NCHGs to be moving so frequently and it does limit uh, NCHGs access to things like childcare because you cannot expect to know where you're going to be in six months, 12 months and, and there's a, a crisis in childcare at the moment anyway and, and we were, I suppose, disappointed not to see that fleshed out in any great significance in, in the report uh, but we will have to see. I mean, there, there's, there's some really excellent recommendations in there but we need huge investment in order to get it over the line. And, and we, as in the IMO, we're very much willing to engage with the HSE and the department around this. <coughs> Excuse me, sorry. Um, you just mentioned in terms of rest that you're not guaranteed to get the rest that you need. And, and there was an awful lot of uh, hoo-ha and balaver when the working time directive was brought in and all this expectation that, you know, finally doctors will get the rest that they do need. Um, are you saying that's still not happening? It isn't. So as recently as yet, as yesterday, we launched uh, a new survey to, to try and capture in real time how many hours doctors were doing and how much the EWTD directive was being breached. And 77% of doctors are still reporting that they're working consistently over the 48 hour a week limit. Uh, we have people working 72 hour shifts in a row. Uh, we have people who cannot get access to their um, statutory leave entitlements. And all of this was supposed to be, uh, I suppose, addressed in the context of the December 2022 agreement. However, since then, we have an embargo in place for junior, our junior doctors as uh, it was appropriately known as NCHDs. And in that sense, there's no way we're, we'll be able to move forward on the issues around um, working too many hours. And our, our staff are just burning out more and more. And like, um, like, and, like, and, and that, that's desperate for the staff and the, the junior doctors, the NCHDs, is absolutely desperate for them. It's also really worrying for patients, isn't it? If, if you're being treated by a doctor who's eating a bar of chocolate, that's all they've had to eat out of a vending machine or a packet of crisps and who's had to find somewhere to rest their head and hasn't found the rest that they need um, and has been working, you know, way over the hours that are prescribed by law. That that's not safe for anybody. You're you're hitting the nail on the head. It's like we, there's laws in place to prevent, you know, captains of airplanes or truck drivers from doing that many hours in a row. There is no such thing in place for doctors. And also compound that with the conditions they're working in, the the fact that it's sick people, um, sick patients, and you know, at the end of the day, health is what everything comes back to. So if we can't, we need to get this right. Mm. So, you know, I'm, I, with cautious optimism, welcome the report. Lots of people have put a lot of work into it and, and you can see that. Um, but we do ha have a, a legacy of these types of reports not 
making it true, true to the implementation stage and that's where that's where we have concern. Okay and I know sorry it might be unfair of you to ask you to, to pick one out of the 44 recommendations that just absolutely has to be done now but, but can you do anything like that for me? Well they have heavily referenced the um, uh, the the agreement that we brokered in December 2022 around the rostering rules. Mm. So these were a set of rules that were put in place to make sure that a doctor wouldn't be asked to work five 24-hour shifts in a week, in a, in a single week, or wouldn't be asked to work more than 12 days in a row, those sorts of things. So that has been, that's a, that's in our contract now, but that is in the recommendations as well, because we know that that has been breached okay. numer- in numerous times around the country. So, I mean, if we can get our contractual rights firmly established, then we can move on, I suppose, to um, some of the more, I, I, I aspirational. guess, uh, ambitious, <laughs> yeah. ambitious, aspirational elements within the document. But but it is, it's a positive step. Okay. Um, but we, we, we really want to work with the department and the HSE to, to bring it forward. It's good to talk to you and thank you for joining us on the show this evening. That's Dr. Rachel McNamara, Chair of the IMO NCHD Committee.